Should we wonder why rainbows captivated the imagination of our spiritual ancestors? They became the subject, if only for a moment, of a great prehistoric, cosmological story about floods, arcs, evil, faith, and God. In the name of the Holy One in the wilderness, amen. The Mill Valley Elementary School System is truly a wonder, at least for this kindergarten dad. Early every school morning, eager parents line up to fill up the volunteer slots to help from kiddo to the classroom. And they do it so fast that it makes my head swim sometimes. So it took me more than a semester to find an empty blank on the schedule to help in kindergarten for only an hour or so. So Daniel was delighted this Thursday when I stuck around for class for the first time. And I quickly learned why parents clamber over one another to volunteer. After this week, I can't fully express the urge to spend the rest of my life in kindergarten. The eyes wide open with wonder, the basics of life laid bare without all that weight of experience and the worries of so-called adult responsibilities. In a world filled with news of drought and the drumbeat of woes over GDP and indices and foreclosures, kindergarten last week really was a garden of joy, an oasis of abundant life in the desert, an ark shuttered against the great flood. Some of you may remember that poster, All I Ever Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. For me, that is so much more than just a cute reflection or a nostalgic nod over the shoulder. It's practically philosophical, almost, I dare say, theological. So Thursday for me brought with it a joyous morning of sitting in a small chair around a table with a group of kindergartners, all coloring pictures and writing out the letters that spelled out basic weather conditions. They were all like a bunch of eager little meteorologists in training, pointing with excitement. Sunny, windy, cloudy, rainy. The greatest question was how to draw windy, because wind is felt more than seen, like the spirit capriciously moving through life, sometimes fierce, sometimes gentle, sometimes blowing hot, sometimes cold. Most of the children followed their teacher's example by drawing a tree in motion. When I reflect on it, I am reminded of that verse from John, the wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. But we see and feel its results, like the tree blowing, 
like a life changed in the Jordan and being driven, blown even by the Spirit, into the wilderness to find meaning, purpose, to confront the deep powers of being. But they were not quite done, because there was one last panel of the little green meteorological books that spoke volumes to me about our readings today. Not rainy or stormy, and not even a description of weather, but simply rainbow. Rainbow was the last panel. And as you can well imagine, drawing and coloring that bow occupied most of the children's time. And it was rainbows that sparked a lively discussion amongst the children about magic and mystery. For rainbows aren't conditions like cloudy or rainy or sunny or stormy. They just are. One boy shared with the class how he made a rainbow with a water hose on a hot summer day. Daniel chimed in by describing the wonders of a prison that he had recently procured from the Discovery Museum. He had proudly brought it to class to show everyone. Indeed, rainbows just are in all their wonder, after the storm, arcing in the sky, unassailable structures of light that we can only chase but never hold, see but never quite touch. Should we wonder why they captivated the imagination of our spiritual ancestors, became the subject, if only for a few moments, of a great prehistoric cosmological story about floods, arcs, evil, faith, and God. It was only four centuries ago, a drop in the bucket of human history, that Galileo argued that the same geometric laws on earth also governed the heavens. He was among the first of several radical departures from a long-held perception of a multi-tiered universe, and it departed from our ancestors' worldviews with more than a bit, if you'll forgive the pun, of gravity. Today, we explain rainbows not so much by the miraculous intervention of the divine, but by the laws of refraction, the nature of sunlight, and the study, however dramatic still it might be, of the weather. But if the scriptural passages like today's story from Genesis are only what scholars now call etiology, the storied explanations for natural phenomenon. If they seem only to our post-enlightenment ears as rather quaint, children's stories even, we might miss the deeper truths of kindergartners in the 21st century, assiduously studying and ordering the colors of rainbows and a God, our God, who has mathematically and geometrically woven covenant into the fabric 
of the cosmos. For that, it seems to me, is what Genesis is truly about today. Even if the authors who put it into the form we have received understood the universe very differently from the way we do now. They pulled the Noah myth from stories old even in their time, Babylonian legends, and some speculate fading cultural memories of a great flood in the Mediterranean world, lost to time memorial. And they tied them into the light of a new narrative, a new story that said God's presence and providential favor for humanity is written into the woof and warp of the natural world so that not even God will forget it. And that favor, therefore, is immutable, as unassailable and mysterious as the rainbow, as beautiful even. It may seem ephemeral, but it often appears after the greatest storm to remind us that we are not left wallowing in our own failings anymore or accursed by the demons and demigods of old. So even on a rainy day like today, if Lent means spring, then the rainbow can be a Lenten image, even in this season of droughts, both natural and economic. The colors gleaned from God's grace, bent earthwards by a love that is all-powerful. This Lent, as we follow Christ into the uncertainty and hunger and raw visions of the wilderness, we are promised by the rainbow that God will meet us there. Humanity can no longer slip from divine grasp or life-giving love. Evil's dominion is already breaking. And Christ is here among us to finish the salvation already breaking into the human family. The storm is already passing. The drought is already giving way. And even if the darkness is deepening, the dawn is already preparing to break. And we go into the wilderness chasing after rainbows, seeking transformed lives, new vision, new purpose as the children of God. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God 
and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.